This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. I want to take a moment to pontificate a little on the joys of summer, the warm breeze coming off the river, cold drinks, gardening, ice cream, the beach, and those wild, wild, brilliant sunsets that we hear that we have here in the state of Michigan. Despite all the flooding that we've had over the last month, summertime in Detroit, for the most part, is pretty great. The long winter months we spend yearning for this season, that's part of what makes it all so sweet. But I want to tell you a little story about what I was doing last night. Last night, I was sitting in a backyard here in the city with friends, enjoying food and drink and conversation. And just about as soon as the sun went down over the horizon, everybody started swatting at the air and reaching for cans of really noxious spray to make sure that uh, we didn't all get eaten alive by mosquitoes. And, of course, despite all of our efforts this morning, I'm covered in more mosquito bites than I was the day before. There is no question that we have to have a very serious talk about just the sheer number of mosquitoes and mosquito bites that we are all experiencing this summer. If you've spent even a little time outside this summer, chances are that, like me, you are essentially a walking mosquito bite. You have mosquito bites on some of your mosquito bites. So what gives? We live in Michigan. It's not like we're strangers to buggy summers. But this year, the mosquito population really does seem to be at an all-time high. For the rest of the hour, I want to hear from you. Am I alone in my suffering here? Are you also covered in itchy red bites? Have you somehow worked out a strategy to endure or avoid the blood-sucking insects? Uh, Do you have any tips, tricks, sprays, or devices that are giving you some temporary relief? Joining me now is someone who is truly an expert in all things insect-related, Howard Russell is an entomologist with Michigan State University. Howard, welcome to Detroit Today. Well, um, good morning, and thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And again, listeners, we want to hear from you. Uh, Tell us what this summer has been like. Tell us how disruptive the mosquitoes have been to your summer plans. This was supposed to be a summer that we all absolutely embraced and enjoyed in uh, very different ways because last summer, of course, we were all kind of trapped inside because of the pandemic. I feel like the mosquitoes are ruining the post-pandemic summer. They're all over us and uh, making it difficult to get back to the normalcy that we are all talking about. So call and tell me what it's been like for you this summer. How buggy is your yard? Uh, How buggy are the events that you go to, and how are you trying to avoid all of those mosquito bites? As always, on the phones, the number is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page to put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will uh, try to work you into the conversation. Again, 313 577 1019 is the number here on the phones. Uh, Howard, so I'm going to start with 
how you think uh, we can explain uh, all of this mosquito activity. Is it worse than it normally is, or are we imagining that? Well, I think this year, you know, it was particularly um, uh, the contrast from the beginning of the summer to right now. Um, we've seen a dramatic increase in mosquitoes. We had a really dry spring. And I live uh, south of Lansing in a, well, I'm surrounded by a cattail marsh. And I, every, you know, I deal with mosquitoes, large, you know, large number of mosquitoes pretty much every year. But this year, you know, May through the third week of June, we had almost no mosquitoes. And then we had five or six inches of rain. And a week after we had that rain, the mosquitoes began to came, uh, come out of the low-lying areas that were filled up by those rains. And of course, mosquito larvae are aquatic and they um, develop in those uh, temporary um, little bodies of water that, uh, that we have around our homes uh, in woodlots uh, and um, those mosquitoes now are out and they are fierce and oh my Lord, if you're not protected, <laughs> they are going to attack you. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think a natural sort of connection to making your mind here is that the difference in climate that we're experiencing and specifically the difference in weather that we have seen this summer is maybe related to this this incredibly large population of mosquitoes. Are, are we right in making that kind of conclusion? Well, I mean, Michigan is blessed with, you know, almost 65 different species of mosquitoes. And in some years, I've had requests from reporters and other media people, you know, what my prediction would be for mosquitoes in an upcoming year. And I generally say, well, uh, let's see, last year they were really bad. Uh, the year before that, they were really bad. So I'm guessing this year they'll be really bad too. So I, I think default is that at least May through June, mosquitoes in Michigan are going to be really bad. Um, and we can, because primarily we can break those 60 species or so up into two groups of mosquitoes. You, we have spring mosquitoes and then summer mosquitoes. Mm -hmm. Spring mosquitoes are characterized by, a, they typically have a single generation. And they develop in snow melt, uh, snow melt pools uh, in the spring uh, that are um um, that develop due to spring rains and snow melt. And we generally have a lot of those mosquitoes. As those begin to die out and things begin to dry up, mosquito populations tend to fall. Um, if the summer is really wet, and, and I'm saying we have heavy rains of two to three inches or more, and these low-lying areas fill up again, well, they produce what we, I would call summer mosquitoes. Summer mosquitoes differ in that they'll produce generation after generation as long as there's water in these low-lying areas, where spring mosquitoes, generally, it's a single generation. So as long as the ours and we're seeing that right now, since the third week of June, you know, we've had a lot of rain, maybe except for the last five or six days. So these low-lying low-lying areas, you know, are still uh still have water in them. They're still producing mosquitoes. So even if you 
um, um, spray and kill mosquitoes in your yard, there, there are enough new mosquitoes coming out of these low-lying areas to repopulate what you've already killed. Mm. And that's what I'm seeing in my house. I have a backpack gasoline-fired mosquito sprayer that I, <laughs> that I use, and I use a, an insecticide called Sayonara. And I fire this thing up. Um, I it, the stuff goes on at a pretty low rate, but you know I'm spraying about every four days, and that's just to be able to go out during the yard. And I just don't have mosquitoes that bite at dusk and dawn. I have mosquitoes that are that are after us if I don't spray even during the daylight, mm. um, and or during the daytime uh, hours. So. Um, it's for me, um, I could, I could feed the mosquitoes and not spray, or I can, you know, use repellents, but my wife and I, you know, we use a variety of tactics. We, you know, we both bought head nets, um, this year because one, even with repellents, we found just walking the dogs out in the, in the, uh, woods around us that if we didn't have a head net on, we inhaled mosquitoes. They just weren't biting. We would actually inhale them. They were so thick around us. It would be nothing to see two or 300 mosquitoes around each of us and have, you know, a dozen on the dogs. So uh, the head nets help. We we wear really loose clothing. Um, If you're going to go out in in skinny jeans or tight fitting clothes, the mosquitoes will bite right through those. So Mm -hmm. we have special loose fitting jeans that we wear and uh, loose fitting shirts. We will treat those with uh, repellents that contain DEET, uh, keep our hands in our pockets with our head nets. um, And we're able to actually go for a walk, even though there's lots of mosquitoes around us, um, we can keep them off us during that time. And then when we get back to the yard, of course, the where I've sprayed, um, the mosquitoes are, are a lot less. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in number. So, um, you know, we use a variety of tactics to keep them down. We try to keep um, anything that contains water, uh, you know, the swimming pool that we had, little tiny plastic swimming pool we keep for the dogs. We dump that, um, you know, every other day. We keep the bird baths dumped with fresh water so mosquitoes aren't developing in mm. those small containers of water. Mm. Uh, I'm talking with Howard Russell. He's an entomologist at Michigan State University. We're talking about the theme of the summer, which seems to be mosquitoes and how many there are, how much they are biting, and how they are absolutely ruining so many of the things that we cherish about Michigan summer, sitting outside, sitting by water, uh, all of the things that we had been looking so forward to here in the summer of 2021, because we couldn't do them in the summer of 2020. Uh, We've got uninvited guests at these places right now, these small insects who are biting us uh, and annoying us. Uh, We want to hear from you about what you're doing about mosquitoes, what you're experiencing with mosquitoes at uh, summer events in 2021. Uh, 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. That's 313 577-1019. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter and put comments there, and we'll try to include you in the program that way. Let's start with Krissa in Canton. Krissa, welcome to the show. Hey, Stephen. Um, Love your show. And, yes, mosquitoes are definitely uh, affecting our enjoyment in the summer. Um, My kids, two and four, are 
literally covered in bug bites. No matter what we do, we spray them every night. Um, if they go out, even during the day, like spray their clothes, but they still manage to get bug bites under their clothes and it's loose fitting clothes. And then my husband and I can't really sit outside and enjoy um, the evening after the kids go to bed because it's just too bad. We do the citronella candle and it's just like awful, awful, awful. <laughs> and and so are you nervous about how many, I mean, I, I remember when my kids were young, I would get very anxious about how many bites they had and whether it would have any real effect on them. Chris, are you, are you worried? You said your kids are two and four. Yeah, no, I have been worried about that. So at this point, like, um, I just, we don't let them go out after they get home from like daycare. You know, when it starts getting, um, dusk, like we just try to keep them inside. And, um, and that really kind of stinks because, you know, I want to be outside after working all day inside and it just isn't possible. I feel I do get nervous. Yeah. Uh, Chris, I appreciate the call and good luck uh, the rest of the summer with uh, your kids in the outdoors. Uh, Howard Russell, uh, should we be concerned if we if people have small children, for instance, at how much they're being bitten, how often uh, they're getting mosquito bites? Well, of course. I mean, one, it makes them uncomfortable, too. You don't, no one likes to look at their young kid and have and see them covered in bites and of course with kids you know we were always really careful with the amount of repellents we, we, we would use on them because we really didn't think it was in their best interest to keep them you know lathered up and indeed um so as the lady said i mean it's it you're at a point where you just don't let the kids out after they get home if the mosquito pressure is all that uh, is if it's that high so um, I don't blame her for being concerned. Hmm. Uh, Krissa, again, thanks very much for the call uh, and the insights there. Let's go to Robert in Detroit. Robert, what's on your mind? Hi, how are you? Good. I'm finding that, you know, of course the mosquitoes are extremely bad this year, but it's not just dawn and dusk. It, it seems like all day long um, they follow me into cars or houses. And um, <laughs> I, I do think a, a great natural solution solution is uh, a praying mantis and i bought nests before and put them in my garden and they seem to do a good job and it's mm. natural um haven't seen any bad consequences to it but i think if more people added them to their garden it could help solve the problem so uh, that's a really interesting idea robert but but I, as a practical matter i don't know i don't know i don't know how to do that and i'm not sure that uh, listeners know where are you getting praying mantises to, to put in your garden. I think they bought it at uh, a Royal Oak uh, farmer's market. Hmm. Hmm. Somebody was selling them. Wow. Um, sometimes you see them in the wild if you know what they look like. Sure, yeah. Sometimes they're just around. Uh, Robert, I really appreciate the call and the suggestion. Dave, or Howard Russell, uh, the, the idea of introducing a predator, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a, a, a part of... Uh, management of of uh, you know uh, species that we don't necessarily want in a certain place is that possible with mosquitoes or is it effective? Um, it might be. I mean, but you know, mosquitoes are fed on by a number of predatory insects and birds and everything. Um, and to be honest with you, around my house, I would I would need. I would need thousands of praying mantises. 
<laughs> who would then become would, their own. Nations. I would have to have, I'd have to wear a couple hundred of them um, <laughs> to have any impact at all because I have so many mosquitoes. Hmm. Um, and of course, you know, with praying mantises, if they, if they get, they tend to, you know, predators tend to find, um, you know, sort of a, a density or their numbers, they kind of adjust. If there's a lot of them around, they're going to spread out and disperse because, or they eat one another. And so then so, you're sort of back at square one. with, uh, And then sort of you're back at square round one. And as I said, I mean, there are, there are other things that feed on mosquitoes, uh, uh, just not praying mantises. Um, but if, if, as that gentleman says, he sees a reduction in the number of bites he's getting or the number of uh, attempted bites, then, you know, I'm not going to knock what appears to be working. <laughs> if it's working, stick with it, right? Correct. <laughs> uh, again, thanks very much for the call uh, and the comments. Let's go to Bernadette in Old Redford. Bernadette. Welcome to the show. Unless you are wearing a hazmat suit with a beekeeper's mask, you're going to get a bite. But you are going to want to pay me a million dollars when I tell you how to treat a bite. She goes to the dollar store, gets you a spray bottle and some witch hazel. Not rubbing alcohol, witch hazel. It works to take the itch out of the bite. Huh. Well, uh, so that's, I mean, after you're bitten, you're saying that this makes it, this makes it feel better. I have not tried that, Bernadette. That's a really interesting, interesting idea. Uh, Howard Russell, I know this is not your specialty necessarily, which is, you know, treatment of mosquito bites. Oh, no. But, uh, oh, uh, we, we, we have, we have, a, we keep a bottle of witch hazel. Yeah. And yep. that works? It seems to help. Yep. We don't put it in a spray bottle. We just dab on and off and. No, we, you know, we, we try to, for me anyway, I react really badly to mosquito, the first mosquito bites I get in the season yeah. seem to be bigger. They last longer. They're itchier. After I feed a couple hundred of them, you know, the, I don't react so strongly to the bites. I, I, for whatever reason. So, um, but yeah, we, we have a bottle of witch hazel that we keep and especially when we had the kids home, um, and they would be out and we would, we would dab them on the bites. It does seem to help reduce the, the length, the, the time the bite is active and, uh, it's also its itchiness. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about the mosquito summer here in Michigan. We'll continue to hear from you as well. Amanda in Detroit, Grace in Windsor. You're up next. If you want to join them, tell us what you're doing and what you're experiencing with mosquitoes in the summer of 2021. 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. Listening to Detroit today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining. We're talking about mosquitoes, how out of control they seem to be this summer here in Michigan, and what you're doing to kind of cope with it. Uh, this is the summer that we all went back to the things that we always do 
during the summers here in Michigan. All of the outdoor activity, getting together uh, at lakes, at pools, in people's backyards. Uh, this summer, though, we have experienced a lot of uninvited guests at uh, those gatherings. These mosquitoes who uh, are numerous, number one, but number two, seem really aggressive uh, in the way that they're biting. Uh, I've got Howard Russell here with us. Uh, he's an entomologist at Michigan State University. He's helping to explain why we're seeing as many mosquitoes as we are and what we ought to be thinking and uh, doing about it. We want to hear from you as well. Tell us how your summer has been with all of these mosquitoes and the mosquito bites. 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page or to Twitter, hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we'll work you into the conversation. Before we get back to listeners, uh, Howard, I also want to talk about ticks. Uh, there also seem to be more ticks in southeast Michigan this year. That's a more dangerous uh, issue than just mosquitoes. Um, it can be. Of course, mosquitoes can vector several diseases, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and But the deer tick or the black-legged tick, as it's sometimes called, is the is the sole and primary vector of Lyme disease. And we have seen um, a, a radical increase in ticks throughout the lower peninsula over the last 10 years. Um, and I've talked to veterinarians veterinarians that said uh have said you know you know 10 years ago 15 years ago rarely would they prescribe tick medication for people's dogs now it's it seems to be routine mm-hmm. and i've noticed this around our place i mean 10 years ago I, I would never we wouldn't worry about ticks at all uh this year we collected over 25 from inside our house that the dogs brought back in with them or we brought them back into the house as after our walks so a lot of people um, have said, and when they've called for advice um, to the lab here, you know, they've said, you know, we've never had ticks and now we have ticks. And so we've seen this general increase in ticks throughout the lower peninsula, uh, probably starting maybe 10, 12 years ago. So, mm-hmm. and now they're, they're pretty common, even in Southeast Michigan, even in um, urban areas, uh, they, they can still be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. Let's go to Amanda in Detroit. Amanda, what's on your mind? Uh, hi, can you hear me? I can. Okay, excellent. So um, the mosquitoes around here seem particularly aggressive, and they hurt when they bite more so than mm. I think in previous years. Um, but one trick that I've been using are mosquito dunks, which are like those little discs of I don't know what it is. Um, that you're supposed to put in like standing water areas or areas that tend to collect standing water that you might not be able to get Hmm. rid of. And I'm just wondering, are those effective? And do all of these sprays and things have any effect on other beneficial insects like bees and pollinators? Because I want to be, I want to kill the mosquitoes, honestly. Um, (laughs) But I don't want to kill like the good bugs. Right. (laughs) Amanda, I really appreciate the the call. Uh, I have to say, I've never heard of mosquito dunks before, so I'm eager to have uh, Howard Russell explain what that is and then tell us whether it's uh, whether it's effective um yeah amanda is describing um little uh, you can either buy them as as 
what looks like a small donut or they're, they're sold as gradual, uh, granules too, but it's a, it's a microbial um, insecticide called BTI, Bacillus thuringiensis israelii, I believe. And it's a, a microbial insecticide that, that kills mosquito larvae. And yes, they're pretty effective. So if you have areas that you can't drain, but hold water and mosquito larvae are developing in, you can treat those, uh, that water with these, um, either the dunks or the pellets of BTI, and you'll, you'll, you'll see pretty good control of the larvae. And her second question was whether this is harmful to other kinds of insects who we want to have around bees. I think is is a well. The actually the the BTI the the dunks are are specific for primitive diptera larvae like mosquitoes, um, and so it doesn't affect dragonflies. That it doesn't affect. The aquatic beetles that only affects uh, mosquito larvae and other uh, related insects. And I share her concern about sprays. And you know, my wife and I keep, um, we have landscape beds, we have things in bloom all the time. So when I spray, I one, I spray right at, at dusk, almost dark, mm. where the pollinators aren't active. I use the, the spray at a fairly low rate. I try to avoid spraying the flowers um and you know i do what i can to protect non-targets um when i do treat um but i'm sure i kill a few of them and as long as i kill them dead in the yard and they don't go back and contaminate the nest with the sprays i guess that's the best i can do Mm, mm. and i apologize to them (laughs) (laughs) but you know I, i I feed so many mosquitoes. I just think I, I have, uh, I need to be able to take action against them. Yeah. If I didn't, we wouldn't. I, we wouldn't be able to use our yard. Yeah. Amanda, I appreciate I, the the call and the, the the insights there. Let's go to Grace in Windsor. Grace, what's hi, welcome to the Steven. flow? Yeah. I assume that crossing the river is not uh, is not changing the picture in terms of uh, no. <laughs> in terms of uh, mosquitoes <laughs> not at all especially in terms of ticks as well we have so so many ticks in the Windsor area um, no I did want to kind of build off of uh, the different insecticides that are used in the spraying that's being used and as, as an entomologist um, obviously it's not the spraying is not species specific and it's almost like if, even if it's natural like a praying mantis or not natural, just introducing a strange element to that ecosystem how, like causes it to respond. So, like, I'm just wondering what the effects of of just spraying a general insecticide are, hmm. not only on the mosquitoes, but on all of the other insects, but then who feeds on those insects and who feeds on... It's just, it's obviously a large cycle of events. Um, but also, like, do we... Morally, is is it right to say, well, I I have to live in my yard. Like, <laughs> we can't just cut down all the trees because we built our house right underneath a giant one. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to know what your thoughts are on that. I suppose. Yeah, great question, uh, Grace. I, I appreciate the the call, uh, Howard Russell. What's the answer? Well, there's probably not a real good answer. I mean, it it comes down to a a personal um, decision that one has to make. 
I'm sure I kill non-targets. Um, and, uh, but on the other hand, um, I, I still, when I'm, I, I'm out during the day as I was last night, I was, uh, enjoying an adult beverage, um, mosquito free by the way. And I watched, uh, several species of, uh, butterflies work and take nectar from the, the flowers, uh, that surround my property. And, I see. I still see bees, and um, and so I. Th I think you know, with being careful about when I spray and where I spray, I've I've done a reasonable job in protecting the bugs that I that I I enjoy. Hmm. So yeah, I, I probably kill a few non-targets, and I apologize for that. Um, but as it turns out, uh, you know, we all make choices about um, how we want to get through our days, and I've I've. You know, you can call me a nozzle head if you want to, but you know, I spray them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's that's great information there about the, how to deal with the the insects. Uh, let's go to Susan in Gross Point Park. Susan, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Hello. Can you hear me? I can. Go ahead. Oh, oh great. Okay. So the topic of safe spray is is uh, was my first question. I do not spray. I have a garden. I'm outside a lot. I don't spray anything ever. Um, I mm. have lots and lots of pollinating, a pollinating garden. Um, so I don't, I don't think there is a safe spray. Um, uh, the person I spoke with to get on this call said she uses um, sage bundles. Mm -hmm. When I was a child growing up in Atlantic City, we used to burn cattails and something called punk. I don't know what it is anymore, but. Um, I assume it was maybe to keep the mosquitoes away. Huh. Um, and, and I have had mosquitoes all over me, well, trying to bite me. And for some reason, I haven't been bitten. And that's unusual. Wow. But anyway, my concern is I don't want to use a spray ever. So right. discuss that, please. Yeah. And maybe an alternative, like I've heard. But um, there's, there, are, there just has to be. A better alternative. So, Susan, much, Susan. Yes. so Susan, you're saying that the things that you're doing are working. You're not you're not covered in mosquito yes. bites. Well, I do get. I mean, they're landing on me, and I'm swatting them all the time. But for some reason, and don't ask me why. Maybe they don't like how I smell when I've been out there. <laughs> they're not. I don't know how how come I'm not bitten, yeah. which wow. is unusual. That, I have used. I used to get bitten. Uh, take take whatever um, you can get, Susan. I I, I think really? uh, this summer has been so. So extraordinarily uh, miserable in terms of mosquito bites that uh, I'm envious, terribly envious of uh, of you for not getting for not getting bit. And uh, Howard Russell, she's talking about natural ways to to fend off mosquitoes. I like the idea of, for instance, she's talking about burning cattails. I don't know if that works, but uh, what what are some of the ways that we can just kind of fend them off? Well, uh, clothing. You know, as I said, when we walk outside of areas where I, I, where we walk into the woods or down the lane or um, on the paths, we we wear um, clothing head to foot. I stopped wearing shorts weeks ago. Um, that's just an invitation to just feed hundreds of them. And so, you know, I wear jeans. I wear a long shirt, a long sleeve shirt. I have a head net. I uh, keep my hands in my pocket, and uh, it makes it real difficult for mosquitoes to bite. Yeah, yeah. The the clothing thing is is absolutely, and you know, even when it's 
warm out. You got to wear long sleeves right now. You cannot have your bare arms exposed uh, because they're going to get bitten. Uh, let's go to Peter in Detroit. Peter, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Steve. It's good to talk to you. It's been a while. It has. <laughs> I am working in public health, and I'm not authorized to speak for the agency, so I try to keep my voice off the radio. I see. And really busy, you may have heard. Uh-huh. <laughs> a little. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I'm missing out on, but I have not been getting any more mosquito bites than any other summer. And I've been hearing all this, oh, there's all these mosquitoes. I'm like, well, where are they? Because I'm not getting bitten by them. I live in northwest Detroit. I live in the Green Acres neighborhood. Don't see them around here. There's a big cemetery not too far from here. I don't know what I'm missing. And I wanted to ask maybe if your entomologist knows. Could there be something in my diet that's making me less attractive to mosquitoes? Because I <laughs> tell you, I haven't seen any more on any other given summer. That's a that's a great question, Peter. Is uh, of course great to hear from you again, but uh, that's also a really wonderful question, uh, Howard Russell. If you eat certain things, uh, or if there's something else about you that you can kind of change, what 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 is the reaction of uh, mosquitoes? Do they stay away from some folks? Uh, they appear to be, but I'm on the other end of that spectrum. I'm somebody who, if there's one mosquito and there's 12 people in a group, that mosquito will seek me out. You're going to get bitten. Me. <laughs> so my wife, if we go out and we're, you know, at a some sort of gathering and the mosquito's out, she tries to, you know, hang around me because she's pretty confident that if they had a choice – They'll bite me rather than her. So, so the question is, what can you eat or do that they don't like? Right? I, do I, I don't know. <laughs> but if, if the gentleman would like mosquitoes, you know, I'm, I'll, you can come to my house and experience <laughs> what it's like. <sighs> they're, they're right. They're all about. They're all about your yard and uh, about you. Okay, Howard Russell, uh, entomologist at Michigan State University. It was really great to have you here to help explain the mosquito summer to us. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, thanks, Stephen. It was great talking to you guys. Yeah. Okay, that's going to do it for us today. Come back tomorrow for a really interesting show. We're going to have Washington County Prosecutor Eli Savitt and then Oakland County Prosecutor Karen McDonald on the program. These are two people I've wanted to talk to for a long time since they were recently elected. Both of them have a very unusual approach to the idea of what a prosecutor's office should be and how it should behave. Those should be really, really great conversations tomorrow. This is 1019 WDETFM, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.